Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, you're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're reviewing The King's Man. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies, don't we, Lee? We certainly do. And this is season seven now we're in. Season seven. Lucky number seven. Is Ooh, that a thing? Lucky number seven? I think it is. Yeah, it is now. We're calling it here. Lucky number seven. Anyway, let's dive into The Kingsman, shall we? It's set in the early years of the 20th century where the Kingsman agency is formed to stand against a cabal plotting a war to wipe out millions. What a plot. Yep. So, The King's Man is directed by Matthew Vaughan, who's directed the other two Kingsman films in the series, as well as Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class, with a screenplay by Vaughan and Carl Kajizek. The King's Man stars Rafe Fiennes, Gemma Arterton, Reese Iffens, Harris Dickinson, and Dimon Hounsou. So, just to set this up, this is a prequel. Yes. We've had two Kingsman movies in the series Kingsman in 2015 and Kingsman the Golden Circle in 2017. No one asked for this prequel. No one was expecting this prequel. But Mm. are you glad that this prequel was made in setting up how this secret service was established? Yeah, it was nice to see the origins of Kingsman the Secret Service Agency and to also get a few Easter eggs to do with the Statesman films that have also been planned. How many are there planned in this series? We were talking about this offline. I think overall there was seven meant to be. It was meant to be three Kingsmen, three Statesmen and this prequel story. So I don't think originally there is meant to be a sequel to this prequel story, but 
they kind of set it up, don't they? Oh, and without spoiling anything at all, of course, this is a spoiler-free review, but my gosh, they have to make the sequel to this prequel. I need it. I want it. Right. Knowing how they approached you know, the turn of the century in this mm. film and how they wove history into, you know, all the fun yep. and adventure that they had. I can't wait to see what they could potentially have in store. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to get off my excited high horse. I love to see you so excited. Are you yeah. a fan of Kingsman, the movie series? I loved the first one. Loved, yep. loved, loved it. It's good on a rewatch. I hate, hate, hated the Golden Circle. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was really average. A lot of people did. I actually didn't mind it. Mm, yeah, you've told me that you liked it, which is fine, which is fine. It's fun. And I think what makes those films so enjoyable is, of course, the action, the choreography of the fight scenes. Oh, yeah. How tongue-in-cheek it is to the spy genre as a whole. Yeah. And the music is a huge part of it. And unfortunately, the prequel here, they can't lean on that as heavily. And I, I kind of found it to its detriment it's a different film and that's okay it really is okay but i found it didn't have the flair and the finesse of the kingsman series i guess just to build on that it does feel like a slightly different sort of film from a tone perspective and it has to be it has to be you're right and i think that's wherein lies its really unique proposition that it brings us for me Mm. anyways if you can tell already i really enjoyed this movie but for me the film's strength lee i don't know if you if you agree is the way that it did intertwine its story with real events of history and did it with such gusto and and you know that that classic style that the director Matthew Vaughan brings to his films. I don't know if it was real events in history, real characters in history, maybe. It definitely rewrites history and I've seen Oh, definitely. I've seen out there that that's a big bit of the criticism towards this film, but I mean, hello, Tarantino mm. does it all the time. Why can't exactly. why can't Matthew Vaughan do it? <laughs> Sorry, I love that you're comparing a Tarantino film to the Kingsman (laughs) series. I'm totally here for this. But you're right. Like this is where creative license comes into play, where you slightly embellish history. You have a bit of fun, as you said, like Tarantino does. And and it's unexpected. Like it's exciting when filmmakers take that risk and that plunge. But I can understand why it might rub historians and those that know how history played out and that this film kind of goes in very unique directions with some very well-known historical characters. Yeah, like, for example, I'm pretty sure that Mata Hari, the female spy, didn't seduce Woodrow Wilson. Oh, gosh, yes. Okay, surely we would know about that, having learnt American history at school or since. I found that really cheeky. But again, that plays into the tone that this film franchise likes to revel in, right? Yeah, it's very (laughs) irreverent and that's a big plus on its side. Yeah, I mean, I liked the story, especially at the heart of the action in this one, a father and son Mm. story about duty to family and country, very stiff upper lip. Oh, definitely. And uh, Ray Fiennes, which we'll talk about later, really plays into that shtick. And I felt this film didn't shy away from its commentary on politics Mm. and war in general. There's a great quote that Oxford that Ray Fiennes plays and he says, real power is not found running off to war. Real power lies in understanding who it is you're truly fighting and how they can be mm. defeated. So he has these really great soundbite lines yeah. throughout the film that underpin what he's mm. feeling as a character and what they're trying to get you to feel as an audience yeah. as well. It also seemed to introduce a villain organisation that maybe we'll hear more from. Mm, I hope so. A big difference in this film is it's very stiff upper lip, very period piece, right? Everyone's mm. very upper class British. Yeah. 
And I think what makes the Kingsman movies so good is that you have Eggsy, mm-hmm. the working class kid, to balance that out. And I started to get a little bored in this film of just everybody just being so, oh, dear, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, to- I totally do. And that was a very good impersonation Thank you. of that darling. It gets a little boring without that dichotomy to balance it up. Yeah, fair. Do you think it took itself too seriously at some No, times? I liked the story. I liked the way it went. Okay. It's just an interesting comparison to the Kingsman movies and, and this one. I just – I don't think some of the elements were there to make it as exciting as the Kingsman movies, but also they couldn't have put them in. Because it was trying to tell a period piece at the turn of the 20th yeah. century as opposed to the Eggsy story arc, which is, mm. you know, present day – London and the world. So it was going to have to do something different. And about wealthy aristocrats and their need to do something with their money and power. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things that really surprised me Mm. about this film, Lee, I'd like to chat and get your take on is how unexpected it was that, you know, went down areas and we can't really talk about them in any great detail, but they were really emotional. Yeah. You know, war was a huge part of this film, obviously, Mm. but also the core relationship and the challenges between a father and a son. But the thing that I want to chat to you about is for me, this film had two very clear parts to it, Mm. almost a part one and a part two. How did you feel that played out from a pacing perspective. I felt it was slow to get started. Yeah. It was it was very slow to get started. But in terms of that father-son dynamic, Harris Dickinson, I have to say, is just mm. the heart of this film as Conrad the son. I really enjoyed his performance as well, mm. Lee. He demonstrated a lot about a young, driven person. Mm. He he thought he knew what he needed to do. He was very brave. He was all about honour and putting Mm. himself on the front line, so to speak, for his country, but then also learning what that meant at a more mature level from his father. And I really loved their chemistry on the screen as father Mm. and son. And, of course, Ray Fiennes was phenomenal here. Of course, he's wonderful as usual. And he also leans into the silliness of this film quite well. You know what, Lee? Do we have another Liam Neeson trend on our hands? Because Ray Fiennes is an action star. Like, I am convinced his charm, his emotion, and, like, his kick-ass ability to punch some bad guys. I'm like, I want to see more of this Ray Fiennes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that as well. I also really liked Gemma Arterton as the fiery nanny Polly. Uh, Her character unravels in front of you, and you could see it coming, and I loved how much fun she seemed to be having with the role too. I think they could have evolved the creation of Kingsman agency a little better Mm -hmm. and I don't want to spoil anything but it happens quite late in the film but felt like it was already happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was confused as to whether like an iteration of it already existed. Yeah. But it actually didn't. So yeah, you make a very good point. I was like, oh okay, I thought this was already a thing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I thought this whole movie was about that. (laughs) Yeah, and then I was like, oh okay, cool, that's great. (laughs) Which makes me even more excited about the sequel to the prequel because there's so much Mm. more to explore, I think, in that period of history that excites me a lot. I don't think they need to do that. I don't don't think they need to. Well, I mean, you said they need to make seven, so I'm just helping them get to that number (laughs) here, Lee. Uh, Lee, there's one other character. Can we please talk about Reese Ifans, who played Rasputin? Oh, God, yes. What what did you think? Come on, talk to me. What what did you reckon about his portrayal? An absolutely ridiculous character. (laughs) 
But I really yeah. enjoyed his fight scenes. Oh, my God. They were very well done. He was unrecognisable, Reese Eifens, here. The only reason why I knew that was because it read the cast list. Mm-hmm. He was so transformative and he had so much fun, right, in demonstrating Rasputin as a womanizer, as a sex fiend, yeah. as a healer, which I know was one of your oh favourite scenes in the film, but as an absolute dangerous manipulator and, dare we say, a ballet dancer. A ballet dancer, thought? yes. It follows the trend of these kind of Bond spy thrillers in that the villain's very 2D. But ridiculously 2D. Yeah, yeah which is the point. It's fun. It's supposed to be silly. I, I, I loved it. I think they took it a bit too far in this one. I think Rasputin was taken a little too far, but that's just my personal opinion. You know, fair enough. I can I can semi-agree with mm. you, but I loved that they went that far all the same. Let's talk about the action because the fight choreography is on point and you would expect no less from Matthew Vaughan. It's not as exciting as the original films, as I said, but it, it's a different time. They aren't trained as well. The agency hasn't existed for that long, so I can, I can understand mm. it. Yeah, it had a bit of a grit to it, unexpected grittiness. To it. Yeah, it's not as fluid and smooth and, and again, the music missing as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's st- you would still call it a very stylized action yes. film, but not to the level of discerned stylization that the other films yeah. uh, have and are known for. But the way he moves the camera and captures his choreography is incredibly kinetic, yeah, it isn't is. it? And the editing is like so fucking good in this movie. It really mm. holds that attention and that and that tension and it's also really fun to see the origins of the gadgets that are used in later films so they had the blades in the shoes you know he he stuffs a knife in his shoe to try and climb up an ice wall yeah and i was like oh yeah that's from the other movies they made that into an actual gadget and then also the walking stick as a weapon it was nice to see those little easter eggs in there yes okay well you were much more focused on those things i'm i feel silly that i didn't pick up on them while I was watching the movie. But now they hold higher stead for me now with those little pieces of trivia. I love that. And the sets are obviously very CGI. I think they filmed some parts in Italy, uh, especially for Rasputin, Mm. but – it's, it's still pretty impressive, I thought. It's very obviously CGI. You know, there's the villain's lair is set atop this sloping, precarious mountaintop in the middle of I don't know where with like goats, mountain goats on it. <laughs> but it's pretty impressive. Yeah, talk about ridiculousness. I found that really beautifully visually done. Oh, and, you know, there was so much foreboding menace about that set piece on top of that mountain it Mm. was ridiculous i mean you say about things that were really ridiculous in this film the fact that they kept going back there and you thought oh i just love how bond villain this is like it's just great it works somehow in the tone of this film but you think how is that even a real place (laughs) well obviously it's not it's very obviously cgi'd (laughs) but i don't i didn't mind that no neither i liked the marriage between the in-camera stuff and cgi it works for what they did yeah Shall we wrap up The Kingsman, Tim? Yeah, let's give it a go. So The Kingsman is a great prequel that's fun, slick, surprisingly emotional with some genuinely unpredictable moments. And sorry, Lee, but it is definitely better than The Golden Circle in my opinion. (laughs) Might have to agree. Not a fan of that statement. (laughs) I was not expecting this film to be this good and I had a bloody good time the action effects sets and representation of the time period is spot on and fans of the series will lap it up 
And I think that it will also be very accessible for first-time viewers of the franchise. I'm going to rate The King's Man for Popcorn Kernels, Lee. Jeez, oh, Tim, I did not rate it for Popcorn Kernels, but <laughs> here we go. I really enjoy the irreverent and tongue-in-cheek take on spy films that the Kingsman series gives us. I enjoy it. They are full of fun and action, and even though it's silly, it's always a good time. I felt this one didn't have the finesse of the other films. There were a few choice elements missing for me, and it left me feeling a little underwhelmed in comparison. But the emotional heart of the film was really fantastic, and the action was was there. You know, the energy and the style was still there. It's a good time... Not a great time. I'm giving The King's Man two and a half popcorn kernels. Oh, we are on different mm. sides of the fence, but that's what makes this great. I did enjoy it. I want to be clear. I did enjoy it. I'm glad you had fun. Well, if you want to have as much fun as Lee and I had, you can check out The King's Man, which is in Australian cinemas right now. And that's it for another episode of Popcorn Podcast, guys. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and where all good podcasts are found. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.